All right, everyone, welcome to uh, the next edition of Brokage's. With us today in a special interview is our good friend, Cam, who definitely exists. We didn't just change Sam's name to Cam and have him back on the podcast as some sort of, you know, double, you know, evil twin. <laughs> no, this is this is an avid Naruto fan, a avid Golden State Warriors fan, a uh, good friend of ours, much better at most things than me specific we've kind of figured that out in fantasy football this year and also in the uh the lead up to picking draft picks but um cam why don't you introduce yourself a little bit tell the listeners who you are hello hey my name is cam uh no affiliation of sam can confirm i'm a fan <laughs> of sports sam is not i've watched naruto sam has not <laughs> um yeah, love Naruto. Uh, watched it, you know, weekly for uh, years. You know, watched it when, when we were in middle school and then kept watching it until uh, the end of our senior year. Shed a little tear, a little thug tear uh, at the end. And then <laughs> I'm, and am crying every time Boruto comes out, but I still <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why you need to make it seem like Cam isn't real, George, in your intro. We already run an anime podcast. They already think we're losers. <laughs> you don't need to be well, throwing just, it out there that we don't actually have real friends. <laughs> well, I'm just concerned that they've heard the, the rumors of sponsorship and they've started to become jaded, even though one is definitely coming down the pipe. Like, we've mm-hmm. had discussions at, I mean, with... Funimation and Crunchyroll <laughs> discussing just the deals of of the sponsorship. But, you know, we're going to get, you know, away from that point for a second. We want to have Cam on today because, well, I've been mildly critical of Naruto, which has made Cam furious <laughs> offline. But Cam is an avid listener, by the way. Yeah, avid listener and now yeah, contributor cool. to the great mm-hmm. Brokage's podcast, uh, part of the future Crunchyroll Network. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Crunchyroll Podcast Network? <laughs> Cam's a lawyer, so he he's assured me that saying stuff like that is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I have but, not. <laughs> yeah, not that's fair. That was not, there was no legal advice passed. But, you know, then we had Sam on and Sam gave what it can only be described as some fiery hot takes on the last podcast. And so we thought it was only fair to bring Cam on to kind of defend Naruto as not just a good show, but he's going to argue a masterpiece, which is hilarious to me, but he's going to do it. He's going to, he's going to do the defense of Naruto. So Cam, thanks for being on. Uh, why don't you give us kind of your intro of what you, you know, why you think Naruto is the gold standard for anime? Sure, sure thing. You know, usually the defense doesn't go first, but that's okay. Um, so, Naruto, why is it a masterpiece other than, uh, obviously, you know, uh, other than it being the most famous, the most popular anime around currently? Some people may say Pokemon, but we're talking Shonen here, different stuff. Um mm-hmm. Also, uh, is this video recorded or is this just audio recorded? No, we'll just do audio. It's just okay. audio, yeah. Well, to our to our beautiful listeners, I'm wearing Akatsuki socks. So, um, and Cam actually, is, a Akatsuki jacket. I would say, you know, if there's anybody in our friends group friend group who belongs in the Akatsuki, it is Cam. Because he, uh... <laughs> this is true. And all that is just to say that, uh, you know. Watch yourselves when you guys besmirch Naruto <laughs> in my presence. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be crossing off that leaf symbol in no time. Uh, so, Cam, you know, you have been in our close circles, besmirched, slandered even, 
as then people say that you think that uh, quantity equals quality. That's why you <laughs> so staunchly defend shows like Naruto and DBZ with tons and tons of dead time. Uh, as you said, the defense doesn't usually go first, so I'll go ahead and start with some attacks. Uh, what do you think about that? Hold on. Luke, you said some people. He himself has used quantity as a measure of quantity. <laughs> There's a lot to love. So much to love. Okay, uh, okay. But so the attack, it sounds like, is, uh, hey, there's a lot of episodes, and that means that there's going to be maybe not a lot of good ones, you know, in proportion. Well, that they Um, drag things out, you know, like, I I don't know if you, I'm sure you did because you're a quality listener. But if you heard our podcast talking about, you know, the breakdown of Masterpiece versus Classic versus, like, Fan Favorite. um, Right. Versus just like a show. I don't remember what the fourth one was. <laughs> it's our system, whatever. It would make more sense. If there was five levels. Um, <laughs> but you know, in, in masterpiece quality, we thought that it has to be like tight. So like every episode has to mean something. You know, the story like makes sense and is a linear, not is like in a linear fashion. It works well. Each thing that they show us on screen means something. You know, you're not wasting your time when you're watching it. And I think that it would be hard to argue that that is true for a show like Naruto where there's like 30 to 40% of the episodes are just like, you know, non-canon filler. Aha. Uh-huh. I was, I was waiting for one of y'all to say something crazy like that because <laughs> filler definitionally just means not um, in the manga. However, let me tell you about some things that are filler, which I'm sure you would love. Uh, the whole Itachi backstory, eight episodes. That is not filler, bro. Yes, it is. I, I mean, you can look it up. Wait, are we talking about Kid Itachi? Like the Kid Itachi or the, like Itachi, like I killed my family to save the leaf? Like, what are we talking about Itachi Bad Story? Oh, oh, good question. So we're talking about, um, eight episodes of young Itachi leading up to him killing his whole family, mm-hmm. uh, RIP. Um, yep. also things like the, you know, the three tails appearance arc as well as the six tails appearance arc. That was actually a good arc. I will give you credit for that. Was a good arc. And also why would, we wouldn't have cared about any of the other tailed beasts had we had not met them. Uh, no, just that's, like, oh, that's a fair point because I skipped all of the filler because I did a big rewatch during COVID and I was like, I can't do all this filler stuff. And I did not care at all about three tails or six tails when they showed up. I was just like, Oh, this is like a giant Pokemon. What's up with this? <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. Some, some, so, uh, some other stuff. Um, Jiraiya going to the, uh, the rain village, right? Um, that was yeah. filler. Yeah. No way. Come on. Two episodes. That was so important to the story. Thank you. So you saying that some episodes are filler and therefore, you know, not important to the story might not actually be accurate. I feel like maybe I just don't know what the definition of filler is then, because I thought that like filler was like all those little like side missions where it's like Robo Naruto or like police. Yeah. Like it was just kind of dumb. And I didn't even get to the best one. My favorite filler arc is the Kakashi Ambu filler arc when he's like a teenager, I think. And he's in the Ambu Black Ops with Itachi. All that is filler. And that's, so that's, ta- that's great. But you have to remember that Naruto is 43% filler. And so you gave me probably, I don't know, 50 episodes of good filler. The problem is, is the average episode of Naruto filler of the three to 400 in the show is, a number. It, George, would you, I, it's fair to okay. say it brings the average down though, right? So in general, I see the argument. However, like, um, 
let me let me go back to this arc uh the uh the three tales appearance arc that you said was good uh 30 episodes 40 episodes then that was just too long too i mean maybe but you said it was good so you didn't you didn't think it was too long the six the six tales eight (laughs) episodes kakashi ambu black ops 30 episodes i mean i'm I'm like rounding but that seems like a high number (laughs) (laughs) to the nearest hundred upwards uh let's see let me let me get to it so that i can give you the precise numbers oh my goodness um so it is okay far less 349 (laughs) to 361 (laughs) <laughs> all right so i mean i guess i hear your point that there is like some value in filler and maybe we're mm-hmm. dismissing it a little bit too much but mm-hmm. i mean i still think that that probably disqualifies like the filler that you're not kind of arguing for still kind of disqualifies it from the tier of like a full metal alchemist brotherhood where it's like you know just tight start to finish like it's a great show uh for beginning and to end and like even demon slayer which is like new and not finished yet but like you know, I'm hanging on my seat to watch like the next episode tomorrow, you know? Um, and I feel like Naruto is just in kind of like a different class than that. I'm not saying it's like worse. It's just like, doesn't fit in that, ca- that category for me. So I get what you're saying. And, um, something like Demon Slayer, because it's already a completed series, like in the manga is done, the, uh, the anime creators don't have to worry about that. However, because Naruto went so long, the anime creators had to put in fillers so that they didn't have to run into you know kind of uh what's it called a game of thrones issue where they just you know kind of just go off on their own and then end up being being creating a bad product so it's not always uh, bad right like full metal alchemist did that and did it very well it was good as show and you also have to remember that they don't have to continue to air the show right like it's a choice to you could take breaks all of the other animes take breaks and you know attack on titan for instance probably benefits from that um but no, I good think there are good points. There were good filler episodes that like built the world. And part of the the magic of Naruto, right, is that its world mm-hmm. is just incredible. And, you know, the characters are interesting. They're fun. I just think, um, and I guess the other side is that in doing all of that, you know, some it may bring the average episode, like the, the average score of per episode down from like a you know four seven to a four three, and that's what's gonna hurt it a little bit, right? Sure, I can concede that some of the filler aren't aren't great, um, you know. But most of the filler are, you know, either like a like a emotional um, backstory so that you care about something later on, um, or giving some other characters some shine, some side characters like Shikamaru or something, some shine so that later on when he has a you know a really big um, really big payoff killing Hidan. Sorry, spoilers for our fans. Um, uh, you know, killing Hidan, like it re- you really care about that type of stuff because you're like, man, like he went through all this stuff and he really cares about Asuma. So he was really, uh, burnt, like he was really upset once his, his, uh, sensei was killed, things right. like that. So, yeah, no, I think that that's, I think that that's a good point. And I think that like two things off of that, like I think that, you know, when I watch a show, I'm a dork. So like I kind of become friends with those characters, you know. In a way, mm-hmm. I like feel like I get to know them. And with Naruto, kind of because of the length, you get to spend more time with those characters. Whereas like a short show, like, um, I don't know, Promise Neverland season one, I really liked the show, but it was over so quickly that like, you know, I just got to know them and then they kind of were gone. And I haven't watched season two because I've been told it's bad. Um, and then also you mentioned the, uh, Shikamaru killing, uh, Hidan scene. Uh, 
I think that Naruto really does deserve a lot of credit for having the most like sick moments of like a popular anime. You know, like there's so many moments that it's just like, I think about like when I'm like, I don't know, like working out or listening to music or something where it's like Naruto smashing pain in the entrance or like mm-hmm. Shikamaru saying like, I am your God now. And just like dropping the, <laughs> that was so cool. You know, there's like so many moments like that that are so cool. Um, and you know, I hear what you're saying. They are good arguments. Um, but you know, I think that we, it's, it's boring to not think in extremes, but I think that we kind of land in, in somewhere in the middle of the two of us, you know, um, mm-hmm. where we probably didn't give it enough credit before. And maybe, you know, calling it a masterpiece might be giving it too much credit. Is that fair? Uh, no, it's not fair, but uh, thank you for coming <laughs> a little bit closer to my side, you know, towards the end of this, uh, this conversation, I'm sure you'll be even closer than you are now. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> George, I think you had a question for us. Yeah, so I think the next question that we've, you know, gone back and forth about what, and that I think Naruto suffers from is the Kaguya problem. Um, and yes. so I'm going to just ask you, um, where do you get off thinking that Kaguya <laughs> is a good antagonist for the end of Naruto? Uh, and I'll give my opinion, certainly, but I'll let the defense, you know, I'll get, give you the first shot and then I'll rebuttal and then I'll let you kind of, you rebut my rebuttal. So while the show is called Naruto and we all stand for Naruto and towards the end, some of us might uh, hate Sasuke for some of the choices he made. It is a tale of two friends. They're friends at the end of the story. Are they friends though? I feel um, like Naruto was like wanting to be his friends and, and like Sasuke was just kind of a goth bitch the whole time. Thoughts? I was actually promised that they were brothers. <laughs> That's what they always said. So, well, I mean, Towards the end, they, uh, they're holding hands, you know, towards the end. That's, <laughs> That's what friends do. So it's true. It is what friends do. And then spoilers and Boruto for both of you who haven't watched it. They're friends there too. Um, you know, no. they just have a, a rough 600 episodes. <laughs> they're not holding hands. They're holding blood stains that ran off of their ripped apart arm. They, there's no hand holding. They just have no, no arms. Yeah, that's true. And that's only in the manga. In the anime, their hands are intact because I guess, you know, we can't handle that. But anyways, um, <laughs> the reason why I said that was it's because a tale of two halves, you know, the, the yin and, and the yang, that type of thing. Um, and so you can't, be, because I, I'm sure what you're getting at is Madara was the, uh, you know, was the big baddie who was propped up to be, you know, the most evil, evil However, he's from the same house as Sasuke. So it doesn't really, it doesn't, it doesn't really feel fulfilling for it to be, um, for him to be the total big baddie because he and Sasuke are kind of of the same cloth, right? And so Sasuke, the, the, the ending with Kaguya is, you know, someone above those two houses, or I mean, I guess you call it Osuski above those two houses and the, t- the two houses having to, you know, literally meet hands to, uh, to defeat a greater evil. Right. And making it be, uh, Madara just makes it, just makes it seem as though it's just one house fighting another house when it's really about the two houses joining together to fight for the greater good of the ninja world. So that's what, that's what I saw it as. And also I just like the, the extra world building. We got to hear all about where Ninshu came from, uh, and, and how, you know, it was really divided between two brothers that caused this whole issue because one was, you know, upset that he wasn't chosen to be, you know, the, the next leader. Um, and, you know, Kaguya coming down and wanting to lead f- with power, wanting to, um, 
wanting to control everybody. And then the other side, you know, uh, Hagoromo and his son, Ashura, Ashura, yeah, Ashura. Uh, yeah. trying to lead through, you know, lead the people together, you know, like everyone banding together and, and power through the people, you know, democracy, all that type of good stuff. And you wouldn't get any of those thematic payoffs if it was just going to be, uh, we're fighting Madara, who is just trying to be a bad guy because he's a bad guy. I don't think the the thematic payoff to the Madara fight was he's a bad guy to be a bad guy. I'd almost argue that the thematic payoff of Madara is far greater than one of Kaguya, right? Because Madara has this, you know, warped, you know, worldview that, you know, life is pain, which Luke, you know, Luke is all about. Is it warped? Is it though? I think that Madara raised some good points. That's all I'm going to say. Luke has never seen a deeper written character in his life. I'm pretty sure. And I was like, I think that Madara's, his like ideas make a lot of sense. Like the world is violence. The world is suffering. We all know this as a indelible fact. So like, if you could give people happy dreams where they can't distinguish it from reality, like that's like kind of a good thing, you know, like, I know it's like kind of a meta argument, I guess, but like, I thought that that argument made a lot more sense and like was a lot more meaningful than like the Atsuki or whatever they're called, like just coming in and being like, we eat worlds and that's like our thing. Like that's kind of a tired trope. I feel like I like Madara's better. But that wasn't her, that wasn't her thing as we learned in in Boruto. So these are also spoilers, which you don't, don't maybe don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, do you want me to tell you? Hold on. Let me, let me finish the argument real quick. So first of all, I would say the Madara has a thematic payoff and that actually that's well more earned just over the breadth of the show. Right. I agree. Um, Is going to be my argument. My second argument is basically what you're getting at is that a lot of her motivation, like there's no, there's no, you know, you know, they don't show anything about Kaguya before the final fight, right? Like she appears, uh, you get like a quick backstory of her and then they fight her, right? Mm-hmm. There's no, that's not a payoff, right? You, you've introduced just someone and you've totally kind of disregarded the themes from before. There's mm-hmm. no like foreshadowing. It's like having a, a puppet master behind the puppet, but the puppet master was a character we haven't known for 800 episodes and it's taken. And also finally, like you can't, use Boruto motivations in the show of Naruto because Boruto itself is a different show, right? Like even name-wise. And also like kind of a money grab, right? Like it was kind of like, you know, Boruto, like it's because people were just like not, they had such a big brand in Naruto that they just didn't want to stop making money off of the show. Like, I don't know. It it seemed like it was rushed, especially when you're making the argument that the length added to the story that like you're having these 800 episodes of like character growth with all of our characters and it's kind of like you know an overarching tale with like a lot of breaks in between admittedly but then to just kind of like throw that away at the end and be like oh our like main antagonist isn't actually our main antagonist just felt like cheap to me Uh, okay so there are a lot of arguments in there Uh, (laughs) you're right but i i will say um i i don't think that uh boruto was haphazardly created um, because Boruto came out the same year that Naruto ended. So, um, so it, it, it seems pretty clear to me that there was a obvious continuance there. Um, and also to say I can't count Boruto is like saying I can't count Naruto original when we're talking about Shippuden. I mean, I feel like it's all part of the same world. So, um, you know, there are reasons why they, they did what they did towards the end so they can set up the next story. Right. And Boruto's called 
you know, Boruto, the next the new, next generations, I think, right? Like Boruto, so, colon, Naruto, or Naruto, next generations or something. But then in your argument that Naruto mm, is a masterpiece, right. you were including Boruto as part of the Naruto being a masterpiece then. Well, I mean, Boruto's not finished yet, so we don't know exactly what it's going to be. Um, however, there's been some really high highs and, you know, a lot of lows, too. At least in the anime. In the manga, it's much shorter, much more streamlined, of course, but it's a monthly, so it takes a lot longer than, um, than like Naruto previously when it was a weekly. Anyways. But I'm actually asking for a yes or no answer, not that there are high highs and low lows. If you're, are you including Boruto and calling Naruto a masterpiece? Oh, no, I'm not. Uh, I was just giving like an explanation as to why they ended it the way they did and also saying that I don't think that it was haphazard. Like, I think that they knew that they were going to go to Boruto at least. Um, you think you can count the Kaguya backstory that's given in, in Boruto as character development for her antagonist role in Naruto then? Do you think? That- uh, no, no, I wouldn't. And I, I don't, if I was doing that, then, that, then I uh, misspoke, but I don't think I did misspeak. No, I just want to project my opinions onto you so it'd be easier to fight you in your eloquent, eloquent points. <laughs> yeah, the long two, I know. Um, but so, so going back to the Kaguya like ending, um, you know, I like, the, I like that they gave an explanation to where chakra came from instead of it just being an innate thing in the world that like, you know, they, over the whole long story, they, they, um, they sort of tap into it here and there, but really going into that, it comes from this chakra tree that basically sucks all the life force out of everybody around. Um, and then you can eat it and become some, you know, super alien God thing. Um, I thought that it was just a little, it was just interesting. And I'd been kind of waiting to, to get more insight into the chakra stuff. Cause they, 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 they really, um, waited till the end to, to well, yeah, explain it, that it's just like an accepted part of this world right is like oh like this world has chakras it's magic system so like i i think that i would just push back when you say because you said earlier that like oh they like had thought of uh boruto when they were putting in kaguya which i agree with they probably did and that's probably like why they threw it in there but like i don't think they thought of kaguya when sasuke and naruto had their first fight and sasuke was running away to Orochimaru. You know, but they probably mm-hmm. did think of Madara by then, you know. Um, so that's kind of where I feel like there's like a disconnect between the Kaguya story and like the rest of the story. Like they, I feel like they tried to fit like kind of a square peg into a round hole a little bit at the end. Um, and like they do an okay job of tying it together, but I don't think it fits like it was planned to, if that makes sense. So I. I will um, point you to a specific part in, in Naruto that will show that they did plan something like this. Um, when they originally showed the fight between Madara and Hashirama, um, right at the end when, you know, Hashirama, spoilers again, Loki stabbed Madara in the back, Heike in the back to get him, to, to kill him, right after Madara falls, uh, what's his name? Hashirama looks up at the cliffs as, as if to like hear something. And then um, like, you know, probably a hundred episodes later, I, I can't give you the exact numbers. Um, when, when we, when they're doing the whole black Zetsu reveal of him kind of being an agent for Kaguya, 
Um, he's describing about how he did all these things and he even manipulated Madara. However, not however, also at that point, um, like he he, he was at the fight between Madara and Hashirama and like Hashirama noticed him up there. And, but they had foreshadowed that hundreds or hundred episodes prior. So I, I think that they were always going to do that. I don't think that it was haphazardly planned. Maybe they could have given you more foreshadowing because that's like super slight and we would only know that that would happen later in the episodes. Um, but it was clear that they were hinting towards that. Well, yeah. Or they had like Hashirama look up sadly as, as he like killed his best friend. And then they f- later decided to make it like, Oh, he noticed Black Zetsu. But so I've read that actually the, uh, the writer of the, the manga was basically rushed by the editors and the, the, the magazines to kind of get it finished in some ways, which is kind of odd. You think you just want to milk it. Um, but it may have actually just come across as haphazard because it, the ending was rushed, right? Where if they could have maybe gone at the pace that he really wanted to. Um, mm. And, you know, once they actually gave Boruto the air to kind of explore that, right? Then the, the backstory becomes somewhat. Um, so I think there's kind of an explanation that marries both of your opinions, right? That's fair. And that's a bummer because, <laughs> I mean... Like give Kishimoto his air, let him let him write it out, right? He's doing he it now it. for sure. All right, so let's move on to a little bit of a happier topic. Things that we can all agree <laughs> on. Um, what do you think? What do you think was the sickest fight scene in uh, the Naruto and Naruto Shippuden uh, series? Uh, is that part of me? Why don't you both give your opinions? Okay, um, yeah, I would I would say. My favorite fight, even though it's not like my my favorite person, is Sasuke versus Tachi. Because mm-hmm. towards the end, like we learned, you know, like Tachi could have taken him out, right? And Sasuke, you know, was built was building up Itachi to be this totally evil guy, and you know, finally gets to him, and like he's like dying, sick, um, and blind, right? Almost blind. Yeah, basically. Like, like, I mean, could see enough to throw a shuriken at a brother, but, you know, blind relatively for him. Um, uh, yeah. And like that just, it just was so meaningful to me just because like it, there was so much emotion in that. And it wasn't, it wasn't just a fight because we, this was supposed to be like at, at that, at our point, at that point, the biggest bad here. And he's not, and he wasn't even the worst. And he was just trying to be a, a, good older brother and you know kill all his whole family except for his younger brother because had he not his younger brother probably would have died anyways things like that right and it just was very emotional and um like i love the payoff and then uh sasuke went went against his wishes because that's how sasuke is so did you think that atashi was like one of your favorite characters as i know he is like one of the favorite characters of the naruto fandom Mm, i mean like he was definitely the most interesting. He was really cold too. You know, he's like one of the coldest characters. Like that scene where he's like looking up at Ita- at uh, Sasuke and points to him sitting just chilling on the throne Ooh. is like so cold. <laughs> he, he's a, he's a cold blooded brother for sure. And really? and you know, I really liked how they they put like the aged lines on his face be- to because he just had was shouldering so much and always so stressed out. 
right from a young age and like when they when they did his backstory his his age his age marks would grow for every episode because he he was like shouldering so much weight at like a 12 year old age which they all are but he's extra he's He's actually 12 years old (laughs) oh i i would say he's he's weighing a lot more yeah yeah no just yeah you're just messing. Got you. Um, so I would say that one, even though like not, neither of them are my favorite character, but it just, that was my favorite fight. And also it was just a dope fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. George, what about you? Listen, I got to go pain arc. I'm sorry, but that, mm-hmm. that whole, when he arrives, uh, and just absolutely smashes that first pain and just how, mm-hmm. ha- I mean, you can see on the new Brokage's logo, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing the red cloak for a reason, right? Um, <laughs> And that's why Luke, Luke, uh, similarly, similar, you know, has a similar fate as Payne does, where, uh, I oh, talk him into me being right at the end of it, uh, with my just beautiful, beautiful talk no jitsu. So, uh, what about you? <laughs> what was your favorite? Uh, for me, you know, I didn't have a good answer to the question that I asked. Um, <laughs> but I actually really like the, uh, Obito Kakashi fight at the end. Not because oh. I think it makes like a ton of sense. Like I think that Ob- Obito really kind of would have murked Kakashi, like if they both were like even playing fields. Um, but just because I thought that the choreography of the like, uh, Taijutsu was like beautiful and like the sounds that like the, the audio that they put to it and like kind of the way that they tie in like their childhood sparring sessions with like their adult like fighting to the death and like, you know, Obito is like warring with himself and his emotions and his uh motivations throughout. I thought it was just like a really, really cool uh sequence. And I don't remember if that lasted, you know, a couple episodes or what, but I remember really enjoying it. I think that's probably uh the top one for me. And that was a cool fight. And it was actually pretty narratively and, you know, um visually sim- similar in a lot of ways to the Naruto Sasuke fight at the end, right? Where mm-hmm. I think that was where the first using the other person's a hand to weave the signs came in. Um, even though I'm not really sure that's actually canon for how you do <laughs> jitsu, because I thought you had to do it within your own body, but semantics. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, no, well, they were I, that was cool. Yeah, they were. <laughs> oh, true. They were basically the same. So in that way. They had like uh, the yin yang thing on their hands, right? So they're oh, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. but, but Obito and Kakashi did not. So. Not sure how they pulled that one off. Maybe, maybe they were the seventh iteration that we never heard of. But, um, <laughs> and then real quick, let's just do a sound off for favorite characters in the show. I'm going to go a bit off the beaten path and go Shikamaru because I just always vibed with that, you know, smart, but just can't be bothered to do anything <laughs> mentality. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the opposite of you, right? You know, you're. Eh, that's smart, but so hardworking. Yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're very smart. Um, yeah, Cam, what do you think? Who's your favorite character? Shikamaru's got to be Naruto. Got yeah. to be Naruto. I mean, he's the boy. You know, we we watch him grow, and like, you know, he's the number one knucklehead ninja or something like that, and <laughs> growing to be the Hokage and like kind of a stiff when he's older. Oh well, sure. maybe that'll be For me. Sure. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely like, I mean, when I started watching Naruto, like I said, I was like 
11 or 12 or so yeah. i was watching it on toonami right and um i i watched it by accident i was waiting for dbz but they changed it for the sure. hours or something and so then i got into naruto and like i was like hey dude that dude's kind of like me honestly um <laughs> you know also it's like also I mean, demon fox sealed within your belly and yeah well everyone's got a little monster in them right and so like you know it's it's not about the, it's not about like you know working in spite of it it's about like you know coming to terms with it and then learning how to use that to be a better, stronger individual. And that's what Naruto did. And that's what we could all do. So that's why I love Naruto, the story and also the character. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I'm surprised that neither of you said this, but mine feels like the obvious choice. It's Sakura, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) You have a lot of Sakura energy. I'm not going to lie. Oh no, I was joking. That's so hurtful. (laughs) No, I mean, I think that, yeah, <laughs> geez, harsh. Um, I think Shikamaru is a really good pick. Naruto is like a great pick, obviously, as well. Um, you know, mine is probably a little bit obvious, but I think Kakashi is like very cool and like he serves as like a elder brother slash father figure to Naruto throughout, but, um, it's gotta be Itachi. I mean, the guy just like does not miss since he was 14 and decided to kill his whole family instead of, you know, trying to talk it out. But <laughs> since then he didn't miss, you know, he like was really the master, uh, like the grandmaster of the chessboard that was Naruto. The only thing that held him back really, and it's almost like a cop out was his, uh, like disease that they didn't really dive into, but like that he was just like deathly ill from. You know, but like if he wasn't deathly ill from that disease, like could anybody really break his genjutsu? It was never shown, you know? That's true. However, they did delve into it because it's the same reason why Madara um like messed with did the same thing to his brother, but Itachi broke broke the chain. He didn't do it. Um so like using the Mangekyo or the Sharingan like, well, makes you a blind. blind. Yeah, but it's he had like some blood disease. Remember, he was like always like holding his arm in the sling, and he was like coughing up blood, and like he had like something else going on besides just going blind. I think that no, it, it like kills you. Like using the Sharingan too much kills you, which is why you have to, for some reason, steal someone else's Sharingan, um, and that's how you like, or using the Mengekyo Sharingan, sorry, kills you. And so that's why like stealing someone else's, it, it's like not, it doesn't kill you because all all their stuff operates on hate. You know, the, by there, I mean the Indra line, the, the Chiha line, right? Like you, you can only get your strongest weapon if you kill your best friend or do something similar enough to where you have so much hate in your heart that it alters your eye. Um, and so like that, like level of hatred kills you. And that's kind of a theme, you know, having that much hate in your heart will kill you. Well, I would argue that Madara had mostly love in his heart because he was trying to solve the world of all of its violence and he had a great idea and no one would hear my man out. But anyway, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. All right. Uh, George, do you have any more Naruto based questions? I think I'm, I'm all Naruto out right now. Well, so first I want to say, uh, Cam, you talking about watching Naruto on Toonami. So I had the similar like Naruto fandom arc where I started watching at 10 and then like watched, you know, basically every day until the last episode. I didn't, I tried a few Boruto's and it wasn't for me, but, um, I remember, Ryan to me, do you remember that show on Toonami that I've never heard of since for some reason and it never comes up in anime, but the Bobo 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 Bobo? Does anyone else remember <laughs> that show? 
Uh, that show was absolutely nuts. Um, are there yes. any just like absolutely tsunami gems that anyone remembers? I mean, Bleach is an all timer, right? Um, but just real quickly, what other? Uh... Yeah, totally. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh yeah, is is a great show that I think everyone's watched. It's '90s, so it's a little. It's like very '90s. So if you're not into like '90s style art, um, then you won't love it however like it's it's a great it's a great show the end kind of is a little too long um but it's not as long as naruto by far i don't think it's, I, I think it's in the hundred hundred oh, it's range not... yeah then it's the best show of all time <laughs> uh we won't go there um <laughs> but but yeah you have show is a good show um inuyasha is is a is a different show it's a good show too it's um like a lot of the a lot of the shonen type shows are like pretty um male centric and focusing on the man and stuff like that and so Inuyasha doesn't do that you know it's it's about the relationship between Inuyasha and Kagome the girl and you know like she she holds her own in it and um I like that one of the biggest gripes I have about Naruto which none of y'all said and I didn't say either maybe this is telling of us but uh it's uh it's that you know it does it really does is disservice to the female characters because they they could have been really great but they just never gave him that much time to shine. Sakura did sometimes, kind of, but the running joke is Sakura, Sakura is useless. Right? Right. Well, um, I mean, also, like, the fifth Hokage was a woman. and I mean, they had some stuff, but I, I hear what you're saying, especially for Yu Yu Hakusho being in the 90s to be that progressive was, like, kind of a rarity, um, especially in the show and world that we live in. So that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also want to bring up, you know, I was just looking at the outline that you sent us because you did a great job on this, uh, by the way. But one of your takes is that the second Hokage was right. Um, yes. So, yes. Cam, defend racism for us. <laughs> what is yours? Uh, it's not about defending racism. It's just about how the all of the the turmoil within the entire Naruto show is about um, not trusting the the, uh the um uchiha because they can only get their power through hate right um and so he was not trusting of them and he was right to not trust them because you know they will like they they were gonna rise up against the leaf and uh and he kind of called that out and maybe maybe it was a self-fulfilling prophecy maybe he didn't give them enough trust so it's a little bit of a two-way street there However, he was right to at least keep their eyes on them, keep his eyes on them. He chose, he chose a bad uh, successor, I will say, in the third Okage. Um, yeah. And the next time we're, you're on the show, we'll address some other Naruto debates, such as what in the world happened with Naruto's childhood, uh, things <laughs> of that nature. Uh, so don't right. worry. We'll have you back there. We will have more discussions on the defense and attack on Naruto, but um, no, I think that's a great point you're raising with uh, the successor choice. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but you're also saying that the, the flaw in the second Okage is that he should have genocided the Achia sooner. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're like... saying that. I'm not saying that he should have <laughs> killed them. I'm saying that he was right to not trust them. Mm. Um, and he was right to, I mean, he gave them like police corp. Um, like, I don't know, uh, authority, I guess, authority, sure, over the leaf. So he was like, Hey, like, we're going to give you some, something, we're going to give you some power, you know, to keep them close, that type of thing. Um, however, he was right to not trust them. 
um, and he almost got killed by one, um, Madara's brother. Um, but I can't remember how, how that ended. But it was, it was in the war, like before they had joined forces, like, uh, it, yeah, it was before Madara and Hashirama joined forces, like Toburama killed Madara's little brother. Right. After their, yeah. after his little brother got killed by them, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. But I'm, all I'm saying is this whole story could have been avoided if it was just, Hey, let's, let's keep the next trial on the Uchiha. Let's not kill him because, you know, they're really powerful. Um, but let's just, let's just continue keeping an eye on them and, and continue to work with them to make sure that they're on our side, you know, um, then you would have you th- had like a Madara or a Toby. Well, so what do you think would have happened if Madara was the second Hokage? Ooh, that's a good question. Isn't that um, kind of fun? Yeah. If, if Madara was the second Okage, I mean, he would have ruled with an iron fist, with the iron Susano <laughs> fist. No one could challenge him. Um, but I don't think he would have been a good ruler because, I mean, his, his, he's kind of like a Thanos type, right? Where it's just like, look, I'm right. And I'm going I'm to kill everyone who thinks I'm not right. Mm-hmm. And you can't stop me because I'm, you know, the OG type of type of ruler which which is not um what the hokage has ever been other than maybe the second hokage honestly i don't know yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um i mean would he have been better than the second hokage maybe maybe yeah i don't know i mean i think that i think that it would have been a a very different story because like that's like kind of the gripe with the uchihas right is that they felt like they were always belittled and like cast aside um they felt like the police force was like not really a powerful title it was like more of like a way to keep them under control mm-hmm. um and that was started by the second okage um i don't know it's just like an interesting like thought of like maybe the second most powerful guy you know if it was run by power which isn't a great system but if the second most powerful guy in the leaf became the hokage after hashirama maybe we would have been able to avoid some of the strife well it would have been however that dude was like look if Hashirama dies the other guy is going to be Okage and he don't really like our people so I'm just going to try and take over and if y'all aren't with me that's okay and you know they were like hey we're really not with you and he was like well I don't need anybody you know that's kind of their way you you stole a nine-tailed fox and then attacked him and happened to lose barely um so he was clearly the second strongest but anyways um i think it would have been cool uh that would that would have been a cool filler episode what what happens if what would have happened if uh you know madara was a hokage instead all right so if i can sum up your takes filler is good genocide should have happened earlier and aliens make the whole world make sense is that a pretty good quantity is quality don't forget quantity is quality george quick mute him <laughs> no, none of these are right. None of those takes are right, but that's okay because none of your takes have been right this entire time. Okay, well, why don't then you give us your biggest anime hot takes to conclude us, as well as maybe an anime suggestion for our listeners that maybe uh they haven't seen before? Um yeah, why don't we conclude with that? I'll do the suggestion before I do the hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, ruin my credibility. Um, it's fire, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, whatever I have left. Um, <laughs> so don't worry. So definitely Yu Yu Hakusho. I think it's a, a sort of slept on anime now. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say 
some other anime. Um, sorry, my dog's yelling in the background. Um, <laughs> it's important stuff, it. Lando. Come on. Yeah, I know. Um, hmm. I liked, I, I mean, I liked Bleach, but that's very common. Um, uh, Roroni Kenshin, different type of anime. It's about like samurai, um, cool. different than ninja, whatever. And this yeah. guy, th- this guy like was a, uh, it, it, I think his name is Batosai, um, Kenshin Batosai, something like that. And he was a, he was like a, the best swordsman in Japan and you know killed lots of people but he, he mm-hmm. changed his life and now his sword is reversed so the blade is on the inside and he only uses it if he if he has to but usually he's using the blunt end on people he's very nice but um you know sometimes the monster comes out mm-hmm. um so that, mm-hmm. that that's that's a uh cool fun maybe 90s anime too um dragon ball super of course um i know you guys really don't like dragon ball z but that's okay uh so those are, <laughs> that's that's enough for um yeah i think that's good i think those are two yeah. good suggestions and i haven't watched either of them to be totally honest with you oh, okay um so yeah good good uh good choices all right hit us with your hot take ruin what credibility you have let's hear what you got okay hot take um hot take i will say i mean most of this episode has been your hot takes but you know try to yeah, Just yeah, yeah. One Punch Man is like, meh. Yeah, that's oh wow, George mute me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great take. Where's the the Luke mute button? Oh, he One muted? Punch Man is just a satire on anime, so I get like where it comes from, but I just don't think it's very funny and should not be in like you know the pantheon of anime as far as it is a thinking so, man's anime. Blah blah blah. Tell that um, to Zion Williamson, a man who clearly watches anime. <laughs> <laughs> what is too much anime it doesn't play any basketball anymore um, sorry Zion if I ever meet you um, I think that One Punch Man is as good of an anime as Zion Williamson has been an NBA player in his four years in the league you guys are hurting me right now and I would like you to stop but we're hurting Zion more and that's <laughs> really important um, and I will say the most important anime is Dragon Ball Z wow because that's most important Correct. Not the best by any measure. But right. It's the most Good. important to the proliferation of anime outside of Japan into the US. There's anime, of course, before Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT Super and whatever else there is. But, um, but that people really tuned into that. And, you know, kids our age were doing Kamehameha's and stuff. You know, I don't, For I don't, sure. I don't see anyone else. I don't think people were doing spirit guns, which, you would know what that is from the Yu show, but you didn't watch it. But you knew what Dragon Ball Z was. Everyone knew what it was. Disrespect Pokemon like that in front of me. You're going to disrespect Pokemon in front of me as the most important anime. Not, I agree, not the best anime. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, George, let me, let, let me, let me ask you this. Do you know who the ambassador, the Japanese ambassador to the, um, Olympic Games was? Was it Pikachu? Pikachu no. it was for one. Pikachu was like a national mascot of 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 uh, Japan at some point. I remember. Well, the answer obviously is Goku. Oh you know? man, we're gonna need to edit this because Pikachu has some sort of official position in Japan that I do not remember right now. But he was he wasn't the ambassador to the, these last Olympics, so maybe, maybe that's why they were a year late. 
I'm just saying. Ooh. Ooh. Better. Oh. Olympic committee, please do not listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George, I why don't say. you take us out? All right. Well, Cam, thanks a lot for having, for being on. I was about to say having us on, but uh, thanks for having us on the podcast. Uh, thanks a lot for taking the time to be on. Um, we're excited already to have you back to hit some other hard hitting Naruto questions like what happened with Orochimaru and Sakura and questions on that nature. Um, yeah, no, this was fun. Um, next time we probably should also start with why watch Naruto in the first place. We kind of buried the lead there, but it is a good show that everyone, if you have 400 hours of free time should, you know, think about it at least. Um, and so now uh, I'll play us out with our, our always lovely exit music. <laughs> mm.